Mamas and welcome to podcast episode number 51. I'm excited for you to tune in to this recorded conversations with Doc Rona Ong. She's a functional medicine doctor, my very own doctor, as she answers some frequently asked questions about PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome as most of us would know. I know that a lot of women and moms included are PCOS warriors, so in celebration of PCOS Awareness Month, we are happy to be doing this with Doc Rona. I personally hope this would shed light to some questions and would encourage us to get ourselves checked, intentionally take better care of ourselves, and put our health first as mothers. Here's our conversations with Doc Rona Ong. Hello, good afternoon again. Thank you. Thank you for being here this afternoon. It's really a privilege to talk to you about this very prevalent topic and condition among the women. Yeah, so this will be a very fun chikahan. And syempre, our goal is to educate as much women as we can to the discussion. So for our discussion this afternoon, we narapat naming magtanong ng mga frequently asked questions from the women or the mommies in our Facebook group. And that's what we will share for this afternoon. Okay. First question, first FAQ doc that we've gathered from our mom community is paano nga ba daw doc na de-develop ang PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome? To answer this question, it's actually a pretty loaded question kasi bef- before answering and explaining how it developed, I'll define PCOS first, okay? So polycystic ovary syndrome, by the word syndrome, it means that it's a group of symptoms. In contrast to um how we manage disease, so syndrome and disease are different. When you say that you have a disease like for example an infection like covid it's very clear how one person gets covid how the disease manifests what kind of treatment we give it's very well defined um in contrast to that a syndrome is usually just a combination of different symptoms going to how picos develops the cause of picos like the ultimate cause of it is actually unknown and how it presents mm-hmm. is different like you can have a number of different women all diagnosed with picos but the because looking different no in each woman okay so just to give though an idea of how it's diagnosed it starts with understanding our hormones no so our hormones are our body's way of communication so hormones are what are used for two systems so that's your immune system or your nervous system to communicate with each other it's also what your organs use to communicate with each other so we have for example thyroid hormones produced by your thyroid to signal metabolism or the burning of energy in your cell. The second naman is, another example is your reproductive hormones which are involved in PCOS. So your ovaries. So among females, it's the ovaries that produce the sex hormones. And the ovaries produce not only estrogen and progesterone but also androgens or testosterone which some people may think only males have testosterone but females have it too. So what happens in PCOS is that there is an overproduction of the androgen or the testosterone and that is what leads to the classic symptoms. So the classic symptoms of PCOS will include having some cutaneous signs or physical signs of excess androgens, excess testosterone, that's excess hair growth. Yeah. So you can, when you say excess hair growth, sometimes it's a little vague. No, How do you know you have excess hair growth? Oh, it's not just the amount, right? 
minsan parang balbon lang ba ako or it's excess hair growth. So it's not just the thickness but also the location of the hair that determines whether it abnormal hair growth. Another sign also is acne. Moderate to severe acne or treatment of acne can be a sign of or can be a symptom of PCOS. Aside from those cutaneous symptoms of excess androgens, there's menstrual irregularity. So that's the second one. So if you have irregular menses, whether menses that are too short in duration or irregular periods no, that they don't happen within a fixed cycle, those can be signs also of ovary dysfunction. Third naman is a physical finding. So I'm sorry, not a physical finding, a radiographic finding. So if you do an ultrasound, yes, you OB, they'll ask for an ultrasound, and then they see polycystic ovaries that can be multiple cysts in one or both ovaries. Then that's another um, symptom of diet. And lastly, there's um, obesity or insulin resistance. No, So those are things that also drive the hormonal imbalances in PCOS. Right. So iba-iba pala talaga siya, Doc. No? I mean, um, you really cannot compare your symptoms to another woman's symptoms kasi maaaring iba-iba kayo ng manifestations, right? Yes, Exactly. Pwedeng iba-iba. Before, iniisip, it, it was thought na, oh, it's more common among people who are overweight or obese. Yeah. But you see na, no, that's not the case. You can have, your weight can be uh, within the uh, right range, but you can have because all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember kasi, di ba, Doc, when we were talking about mine, it was only diagnosed through the ultrasound. And yes. Then, and so, at least now we know that when we talk of symptoms, there could be different or varying symptoms with, um, among women. But commonly, um, these are what Dr. Rona has shared. Pero Doc, for the next question, is PCOS genetically um, inherited? Meaning, kung meron ako, maaari ko ba yung maipasa sa anak ko kung babae siya? Hmm. Okay. So that is an important question. No? First, yes, there are genetic factors. Mm-hmm. So there are hereditary factors, but it is not the only factor. Unlike other diseases na very definite, okay, my gene na ganito, the mom has it, then most probably the daughter will have it as well with PCOS. There's something called the two-hit hypothesis. So you need two hits, not just history of a family history of it, but also um, your environment or there's something called insulin resistance. If you develop insulin resistance, parang yun yung pinaka-trigger for you to get the symptoms. So how you can imagine it, no? in functional medicine, we have things called antecedents, triggers, and mediators. But having an antecedent, thing in your medical history or pwedeng while you are in your mother's womb there are certain environmental factors that can increase your risk for certain diseases so it's like that then with pico so it's like you're just loading the gun but what pulls the, the trigger is your environment no so your lifestyle it can be food that you're exposed to if there's anything there that will build up insulin resistance in the body then yun yung pinaka so hindi ko atin explain pala yung insulin resistance yes i, I was <laughs> Dog, ang insulin resistance for the benefit of everyone tuning in right? in the most easy way to understand oh so make it simple insulin is a hormone the job of insulin is to allow sugar to enter the cells mm-hmm. in your body so basic rule is if your cells or if you develop insulin resistance, then that means that the cells are saying that resist sila. Even though there's insulin telling the cell, you know, please accept the sugar, the cell will say no. So as an effect, tumataas yung blood sugar. So blood sugar goes up when there's insulin resistance. Another thing is insulin goes up also because the pancreas are like, oh, you're not accepting my insulin. It will make more. Mm-mm. 
Okay, okay. So, tama ba, Doc? Insulin resistance is related to diabetes. Yes. Okay. So, insulin resistance happens usually early diabetes yun. So, even before your blood sugar goes up, pwedeng tumataas muna si insulin. Okay. And there, there comes a point that even though insulin is high, the cells really still don't accept the sugar, tataas na rin si blood sugar. So, you mentioned that uh, the environment before you were born predis- somehow predisposes you to having PCOS, diba? For example, does it affect, for example, if I had um, gestational diabetes, will my daughter be put on a more risk for acquiring PCOS if, if pinagbuntis ko siyang may gestational diabetes? Okay. One way to, what we know for now, no, is that when a mom has gestational diabetes, then increase the new risk of the child to have metabolic issues pwedeng earlier on in life. Aside from ultrasound, though, how else can PCOS be determined or ruled out? So how do we detect PCOS? It's mainly, so how we diagnose it is mainly based on symptoms. Because it's a syndrome, it's really based on symptoms. So that women who need to be screened for PCOS are women with first irregular menses. So if you have irregular menses, or if you notice that your menses are very short in duration, or your amount is on, um, less than usual, then that could be a sign um, of PCOS. Another is you know, what I explained earlier, any cutaneous or any signs on your skin that can point to excess androgens. So acne, excess hair, those are things reasons to be screened for PCOS. So actually, even without an, even without diagnostics, PCOS can be diagnosed without tests. But the purpose of the tests is first to rule out other causes of those abnormalities. No? So it could be because another hormone imbalance and not PCOS. No? There are other um, there there are some diseases that will present the same way. Um, and second, also, the importance of doing labs is just to check um, for other metabolic disorders that are closely associated with PCOS. So, for example, elevated blood sugar is one of the things that you want to rule out, right? Fatty liver is something also associated with PCOS, so it's good to check liver enzymes. But these are, of course, for your your personal and primary care physician to determine when, when you seek consult. Right. So, it's not just the ultrasound to determine. But actually, I think, Doc, kailangan mo talagang sabihin no, sa, sa doctor mo or um, your care practitioner what you're having in terms of, of symptoms. Kasi siya talaga yung makakapag-guide sa'yo. Eh, no? Yes. Yeah. Right. So, at least, again, it uh, we want to emphasize that for us, no, it's important that you have a comfortable communication or relationship with your maybe ob or your doctor so that you'd be able to tell kung ano talaga yung nangyayari sa'yo. So we are down to the last question. Diet, doc, right? Is there a diet that can regulate the symptoms? Okay, so um, what I mentioned earlier was that um, I was, what I'm going to discuss now are practices in your diet to help keep your hormonal system healthy or help um, your hormones function best. So when it comes to PCOS, remember that insulin resistance is a problem. So um, making sure that your sugar intake is controlled is first um, important. 
another way of supporting mm-hmm. insulin is eating at the right times. So it's actually not only the amount of sugar that you eat no, that contributes to insulin resistance. It's the timing of your meals also. So insulin is highest during the morning. No? So if you want to have your carbs, um, have mm-hmm. it in the morning. Because when you have oh, it at night, you have less okay. insulin. That's process. a good tip, huh? Mm-hmm. So talaga, you should eat when you're active, no? Um, that's one factor. And then did you know also that the order of eating your meals is important? Or the, not the order of eating meals, sorry. The order of eating your food on your plate. So starting with your fiber, starting with vegetables and your healthy fats helps also in making sure that your blood sugar levels are more balanced after your meal. No? So that's another practice that you can do. Mm-hmm. Start with your veggies in every meal. Aside from... Um, Aside from those things, um, limiting sugar intake, bumabalik talaga doon. So things like desserts or sugary drinks, um, those are the things that uh, to really monitor and observe how often you eat or consume those items because they can contribute to elevated insulin. And then there are also f- foods that are beneficial for hormone balance. First of all, it's fiber. So fiber helps in detoxification and making sure that hormones after they're used by your body are excreted properly. Other nutrients that help the liver uh, in processing your hormones are your B vitamins and phytonutrients. So phytonutrients are nutrients in the different colors of your fruits and vegetables. So bottom line is eat your fruits and vegetables. Have three to four servings of that every day. Um, That helps not just your overall health, but also specifically your reproductive system also. But lastly, make sure that the quality of your fats and oils is good. No? So your hormones, specifically cortisol, estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, they all evolve from cholesterol. So it all starts with cholesterol and the quality of the oils that you consume has an effect on your uh, on your hormones also. So make sure that you're eating good quality uh, fats and oils. All right. Thank you, Doc, ha, for sharing those tips. And I didn't know about uh, what you mentioned, Doc, na eat your carbs in the morning because Thank your you, insulin levels are... I mean, it's it's more manageable for you to eat carbs or more carbs in the morning. Mm-hmm. Doc, how early can you detect because um, the symptoms usually arise in adolescence. No? So as early as adolescence, if you present with any of the symptoms, then you can be assessed for PCOS. So again, it's a syndrome and not a disease. In contrast to diseases, na we will do diagnostic tests or we look for, we try to detect it or we'll um, parang uunahan natin kapag disease. When it comes to syndromes, we assess the symptoms. So unless you have the symptoms, you don't. it's not usually practice to do an ultrasound or check your blood work uh, unless you have those things like irregular menses or the the symptoms I discussed earlier. Yeah. So as early as adolescent, doc, pwede nang magkaroon? Mm-mm. As long yeah, as you 
start menstruating, you can be assessed already for PCOS. Although, there are some considerations, it depends, because sometimes also when menstruation starts, it can take a few years before nag-regularize yung period. So, those are things that we need to consider then, muna, that your your doctor will need to consider, specifically for the younger population, yung adolescent. Right, right. Okay. What is the difference between a myoma and a PCOS? Oh, okay. So, that's a good question, no? A myoma is usually a growth. So, that's um, a growth that is found in the muscle walls of the uterus. No? So, usually myomas, pag sinabing myoma, it's muscle growth and that's found in a different organ. Polycystic ovary syndrome means it involves naman the growth of cysts. Cysts are described as fluid-containing masses in the ovaries naman. So the difference is different location. They are both masses, but they are different in constitution and in nature. And the symptoms also are different. You can have both at the same time. Yes, they're not really, they're independent of each other. You can have both at the same time. You can have a myoma only. You can have PCOS only. Yeah, it's not codependent with each other. You can have them together. Okay. Is diabetes a complication of PCOS? Mm, okay, okay. So for now, there's no PCOS effect talaga, But it is associated. So when I say it's associated, when you have PCOS, you will be checking also for your blood sugar level. Because when you have PCOS, there is a higher risk of diabetes. Remember what I said earlier na there's insulin resistance. Diabetes can start with, or it usually starts with insulin resistance. So I was talking about the insulin resistance. Type 2 diabetes diabetes, it can happen when you are diagnosed with PCOS because since now when you have PCOS, you have insulin resistance, then pwede higher risk of diabetes. But not necessarily an effect talaga na, okay, once you have PCOS, then you will have diabetes. It's not um something as sure as that. But we want to um, reiterate that if you at any time feel that you're experiencing any symptoms, it is best to go to your doctor or any trusted medical practitioner that you have that knows you from the mm-hmm. beginning so that they can fully and very well diagnose what's happening. Doc, is it possible po na mabuntis ang may PCOS? Yes, it's possible naman. You can still get pregnant. But also know that PCOS is the leading cause of infertility in women. Because what happens is irregular yung ovulation or, sorry, unovulatory menses. So that means, although nagkaka-periods, walang egg na lumalabas. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the things that happens or that can happen when one has PCOS. So of course, if there's no egg that's released during the menstrual cycle, then hindi makakabuo ng baby. So it's associated with infertility, but it doesn't mean that if you have PCOS, you cannot get pregnant. Marami na ang true story and very stories of getting yeah. diagnosed but conceiving. Pero Doc, for PCOS, does it ever get resolved or you just have to manage the symptoms? Gumagaling ba talaga siya or manage lang yung mga sintomas niya. Do we have meds for PCOS? Meron nga ba? There are medications for PCOS. And then, if the medications that you are taking will depend on your goal, on the goal of treatment. No, So, because nga, PCOS is a syndrome, so we address the symptoms. For example, if your problem with for example, it depends on the patient. No, babalik ako doon. For example, si, um, you're you're not planning to have a baby, um, and your main concern is uh skin. No, your acne. If ever you have PCOS and you have acne, then there are um conventionally the treatments will revolve around treating um balancing your hormones for that. However, if you have someone, for example, trying to have a baby 
pwedeng iba yung treatment management then the medications may be different and yeah so sorry this is a little vague but i it goes back to treatment uh, managing the symptoms okay that's conventional treatment on top of that though when you're working for example in in functional medicine we delve in deeper and we go back to uh, supporting the body's hormone balance and it goes back to things like nutrition looking into your hormone levels um, also checking for other imbalances um, or imbalances in other systems in your body that can be related to your hormonal system so you try to do that no um when it comes to resolution um it's hard to say like uh, among women if talagang nawawala yung cysts that doesn't always happen but as much as possible you just try to address yung symptoms so or not just the symptoms but for example prevent diabetes from happening no addressing hormone levels so that your sugar levels are okay yeah so in in summary it goes back to the goals of the patient of course and then also addressing the symptoms from the root cause or just supporting your body's hormonal balance pero doc have you had patients in the past or currently who are able to manage naman successfully their picos So I've had patients, yes, na symptoms um, improve as they make their lifestyle changes. But of course, it varies from person to person. Yeah. So with some patients, um, depending on the, they make a certain lifestyle change, there's an improvement in the character, on how they get their menses or in their skin. Um, like a clear shaft, uh, yung acne sometimes. So it it's, um, what do you call this? The same way na when you, uh, different women have different, presentations of PCOS, the road out uh, or the road to address the symptoms is also different per person. But at least there's hope. Yeah. I mean, there's changes um, that can happen physically when you change her. Yeah. I think what's good to highlight then, Doc, is that with functional medicine, this is something that you can um, do side by side with your um, doctors. Yeah. Like what we've been doing in my case, diba, doc, with an endo, with an OB, we work with them. And then you also helping us out in terms of um, nutrition, diba, or lifestyle changes. So that's something that's very specific and unique about functional medicine. And I think it, w- it would work better if you pair it with um, how the traditional medicine or doctors are doing it. Like what we're doing, diba, doc, for my case. <laughs> but before we go talk again you just have to really partner up with your trusted medical practitioners so that they would be able to guide you all the way through all right talk any final message to the moms tuning in right now final message is um if ever you're you want to or if ever you have picos you just want to let you know that uh, there's hope you know your body is geared to heal and to create health and there are many changes that you can make so that you move towards health it's important to continue to learn more about how your body functions and what you can do to keep your body healthy yeah so i hope that this talk uh, was informative and that it helped you learn a little more about picostinic yep definitely doc Thank you again for your time. And again, ladies and moms, uh, we have a very, you know, we had a very insightful session for this afternoon. Again, thank you so much, Doc Rona. If there's anything that I'm taking away for this conversation is that as mothers know, we 
take care a lot of things and a lot of people and we should not miss out on taking care of ourselves too kasi importante rin namang alagaan natin yung sarili natin. And it starts by being aware and making intentional steps to care for ourselves. We always say self-care is important. Lagi natin sinasabi yan and that's true and that actually includes taking care of our health too. That was a very insightful conversations with Doc Rona. I hope that you're taking with you a lot of learnings when it comes to your knowledge about PICOS, what it's all about, and how we can address it head on. Again, I hope that after this conversations, you mamas will take the time to get yourself checked, talk to your trusted medical doctor, and just prioritize you as a mom. This has been K of Mom Academy PH. If you love this episode, please do not forget to subscribe and share and leave us your rating or feedback. We would totally love to hear from you. God bless you, mamas, and we'll catch you again next time. Have an amazing learning.